Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great and mighty is our God. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Great and mighty is our God. Hallelujah. We talked about revival. Revival is revival, not because you felt something. Revival is revival because he's there. He's there. We talked about Ezekiel and it talks about that he will dwell with his He will place his sanctuary in the midst of us. Ezekiel 37 says he's going to place his sanctuary in the midst of us. It's not us going into his sanctuary, but he's going to place his sanctuary in the midst of us. And it goes on and it says, and the nations will know that I've set them apart because I have tabernacled in their presence. So that means the world has to know something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Know that God is here. We talked about the river that comes from heaven. The river that comes out of the very throne room of God. It says the river that comes out of the sanctuary. It said it would be fruit to the nations. And its leaves would be healing. Hallelujah. So when we know when we're in his presence and we're in his river. Hallelujah. That's where things grow. That's where revival is happening. That's where things are bubbling up. That's where things are being refreshed. So life can, life can come, up, come, come on up to another level. The very last verse of, of Ezekiel 48, very last verse, last verse of the book, it says, and the city will be called. This is the name of the, the future city. This is the name. The Lord is there. That's the name? The Lord's there. Uh, you know what? I, it doesn't matter what you call Herge of Faith. The question is, is the Lord there? That, that's more important than to me than anything else. Is the Lord there? It, it, it doesn't matter how how good our worship team might sing or, or what they might sing. The question is the Lord there is the Lord there. I'm, I'm out for, I'm out for that. That's I'm out for, I'm out for a hymn. I don't care if anyone ever knows who I am. The question is, do they know the Lord is here? The Lord is here. He inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. Hallelujah. The Lord is here. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and be seated just for a little bit. Hallelujah. Don't turn off. This isn't this isn't segment of services. The this isn't we finished the music part and now we're going into the message part. No, this is this is, uh, this is all what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13. Don't go too far, worship team. Hallelujah. So revival is revival because he's there. 
Acts 13 says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, you know, in Antioch was where they were first called Christians. <laughs> Hallelujah. What was the church of Antioch like? Whatever it is, God was there. Barnabas is all excited in the end of Acts 11. Barnabas is all excited and he has to go get Paul. He goes and gets Paul and says, hey, Paul, you got to see what's happening here. It's just like it was at the very beginning. And so Paul and Barnabas hung out every day for a year at the church of Antioch and preached about, it said, it said they encouraged them and exhorted them that they would be devoted to the Lord. And it says there is where they were first called Christians. And here in the church of Antioch, it says, and they were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, um, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. They ministered to the Lord. They, they weren't ministering to each other. They weren't having a competition. They were ministering to the Lord and fasted. And it says, and the Holy Spirit spoke. You see, when you make him the priority... When, you, when we make him the focus, when we make him the pursuit, supernatural things happen. When you come to church on a Sunday morning or whenever it is, no matter what church it might be, you're not there to, to you're not there for yourself. Now, let me tell you, you will get something in the process. Church will shift in your life when you realize that church is not about you. The church was not established for the people. The church was established for God to get glory. And somehow we made it all about us. When it's all about him. And when you make it about all about him, everything else manifests. Everything falls in line. When they ministered to the Lord, when he was their focus. So when he becomes your focus, when he becomes your focus, you won't have to Worry about anything else Amen. when he becomes your focus. Amen. They ministered to the Lord. This was, they were looking at one. They were, they were ministering to one. They were focusing on one. They gathered together and they were focusing on one. Now let's look at Numbers 21. And this is a verse I read on Sunday. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 
verse 16 says, From there they went to Beer, which is the well where the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together. Gather, gather the people together. And I will give them water. Revival is all about receiving his water. It's receiving what comes from him. It may be a word. It may be a prophetic word. It may be a sign. It may be a wonder. It may be a prayer. It may be a prophecy. Whatever it is, ultimately, it's about water. It's about the kingdom of God releasing water. What does he say? In the last days, I will pour. Pour out my spirit on all flesh. I, I, I'm so glad that, that it wasn't a, a one-time event. I'm so glad. He said, and this is that. Acts says, and this is that. He, I will pour out. I mean, it will be a continual source of supply. Until Jesus returns and gets the church, there will be a continual supply of what we need from heaven. As they gathered together in Acts chapter 13 and ministered and fasted unto the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke. And so here, God tells, tells Moses, hey, gather the people together and I will give them water. Then, then Israel sang this song. Spring up, O well. All of you sing to it. All of you sing to it. Spring up, O well. The message says erupt. It says erupt well. It's like, hey, get ready for a gusher. There's, there's something about to break loose. But what was the breaking loose? When they came together, they gathered together. What, was, what happened on the day of Pentecost? They gathered together in one room, in a, in a room, one heart, one mind, and they all prayed and sought the Lord. And what happened? And, and he says, and like a mighty rushing wind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And if you understand the scripture, it, it really talks about there were leaders. New King James says princes that stopped up the wells. But he goes, your leaders, but he says, your leaders will dig them out with, with sticks. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I mean, that, that, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to dig a, dig a well with a, with a stave is what it says. But whatever the enemy tried to stop up, it's time for us to be leaders and let's dig the well so the well can spring up. So the well can spring up. Go to Isaiah 33. Isaiah 33. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm. I will give them water. 
This is verse 17. It says, your eyes will see the king in his beauty. And they will see the land that is very far off. Can you get a picture of heaven? Can you get a picture of heaven on the inside of you? This is talking about the messianic kingdom. And he says, your eyes will see the king in his beauty. Your eyes will see the king. What would that day look like when you get to see Jesus face to face? Your eyes will see the king in his beauty. They will see the land that is far off. Now listen to this. It says your heart will meditate on terror. That's kind of strange. I'm going to see the king and it's a land far off. Pretty much what's happening here is this phrase, your heart will meditate on terror, meaning, meaning what you're seeing and seeing the king is too good to be true. And what's, what he's writing here, Isaiah's writing to us, he says, your heart will meditate on terror, meaning you're going to think about your past enemies. You're going to recall your past enemies. But then it's going to be like, where is the scribe? What, is the, what, is, what does that mean? It says, where is the person that's, that's taxing me? That's what the word scribe here is a person that... How many people own a house? Now, you're going to get one of these and they will not, not give you one of these. But the Tarrant County Appraisal District, another one, otherwise known as TAD, they're going to make sure. See, that, that, this, is, this is your tax bill. See, the enemy wants to come to you. You're remembering your past enemy. You're like, wait a minute. In, 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 in where I used to live and where I used to hang out and where I'm from, my past enemies, wait a minute. I see that land afar off and I see the king in his beauty and I see how amazing he is and I see how wonderful he is. And he goes, he goes well, where's the scribe? I, I see this city. I see how amazing God is and I, and I see the beauty of this king. And, and, and so, wait a minute. This is too good to be true. Where's, where's the scribe? Where's the one that wants to take something from me. He goes, where's the scribe? And then he says this, he goes, where, where is he who weighs? What does that mean? It's the person you pay the taxes to. Because that's why God never wanted the children of Israel to have a king. Go back and look it up. God said, said, no, I don't want you to be like other nations. They're like, no, we want to be like other nations. I don't want you to be like other nations, but we want to be like every other nation. And God said, fine. God's a gentleman. God's like, sure, go for it. Hey, but understand this. Your sons and your daughters will be taken captive and you'll, and you'll be taxed by your enemy. So that's what it's saying. Hey, this king is beautiful. The, this land afar of off is amazing. And he goes... But it said, I'm meditating on 
past enemies. Where is the scribe? Where's the one that's given me the tax bill? And then where's the one that I'm supposed to pay? Where's the enemy I'm supposed to pay? And the next one says, it says, and where is he who counts the towers? What is it? This is the one, the one that's keeping me in bondage. The towers, meaning, you know, if you, if you go to a prison, they're going to have towers around the prison and they're going to set up guards around the, the walls of those prisons. And, and what are they? They have a big flashlight. They have people with guns. Why? Because they don't want anyone to escape. So they're going in and seeing this city and they're going to see how amazing this land is. And they're, wait a minute, we're, we're not being, where's the scribe? Where's the tax collector? Where's the one I'm supposed to pay? And wait a minute. There's no one that's keeping me in bondage. And then he says, and it says this. You will not see a fierce people. Meaning in this city, you won't see a fierce people. Meaning the enemy you saw before, you're not going to see anymore. And he says, and a people of an obscure language beyond perception of a stammering tongue that you cannot understand. Meaning, you're, no, you're going to be with your own people. You're going to be with your family. You're going to be with me. You're going to be a citizen of this heaven. You will no longer be a foreigner in a strange land. But you'll be at home. And then he says this, he goes, look upon Zion. So he first said, said, you know, you're meditating on the terror. And now he says, look upon Zion, which represents the New Testament church. Look upon Zion, the city of our appointed feasts. What were the feasts? Pentecost, feast, feast of first fruits, feast of harvest, feast of trumpets. Look upon these feasts. Jesus fulfilled some of the feasts. Look upon Zion. Don't look at the enemy, but look upon Zion. And pay attention to the appointed feasts. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a quiet home, a tabernacle. Now listen to this. That will not be taken down. Whoa. Will not be taken down. Not one of its stakes will ever be removed. Nor will any of, its, any of its cords be broken. But there the majestic Lord will be for us. Now listen to this. A place of broad rivers and streams. In which no galley, meaning no ship. With oars that will sail. Nor majestic ships that can pass by. Why? Because the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Verse 23, your tackle is loosed, meaning the cords that bound you have been broken. Your tackle has been loosed. They could not strengthen the, the enemy. This is the enemy. The enemy cannot strengthen their mast, and they could not spread the sail. Now, this word sail, I, I had... If I show you my phone and you look this up in the original language, this word is not sail. The word is fishing net. And, and so what it means is you've been, your, 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 uh, your cords have been loosed. 
The enemy couldn't strengthen its mass, meaning they couldn't come after you, and they cannot spread the fishing net to catch you again. You see, this, this is how we're to live. This is the revelation that we need to understand about our king, about our Lord, about redemption. And we need to realize that in his presence, there is broad rivers and streams. Hallelujah. Go to uh, Psalms 43. Whether we're talking about Acts 13, whether we're talking about Numbers 21, about that he will give water, or whether we're talking about the future in this kingdom that we're a part of, what I want you to see revival as tonight is revival is all about tapping in to a source. When we talk about revival... We're talking about tapping into a source of supply. Can you say that with me? Revival is all about tapping into a source. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. When, when you worship the Lord, when we worship the Lord together, what are we doing? We're ministering to the Lord and we're tapping into a source. Hmm. (laughs) Psalms 45. Is it 45? 43. 43 is what I mean. Yeah, just what I said the first time. What I said the first time. Whew. Hmm. Mm. Verse 3 says, Oh, send out your light and your truth. Mm. Sounds like the Spirit to me. Oh, send out your light and your truth. Mm. Let them lead me. So let the Spirit lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. What the Spirit of God is doing right now in this house, in your life, it is the light of God and is the truth of God that's leading you, that's bringing you to a holy hill and to his tabernacle, to his dwelling place. Verse 4 says, Then I will go to the altar of God. I mean, when you come into this tabernacle, you're going to go to the altar of God. And it says, to God, my exceeding joy. The New Living Translation says, says this, then I will go to God, the source of my joy. Thank you, Father. Then I will go to the altar of God. I will go to God, the source. You see, when I'm going to God, he's the source of everything. He's a source of all in all. He is all in all. He is everything. And when I come to him and I come into his river, I come into his dwelling place, I come into his tabernacle, then there is a a continual supply of joy, a source of joy. 
Hallelujah. A continual supply of joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So when we minister unto the Lord, and we are seeking the Lord, and we're gathered together in his name, and we are worshiping him with all of our heart, our soul, and our strength. What's happening on the inside of us is we are tapping in to the, the source, not a source. Yes, yes. We are tapping into the source. Yes. Amen. It is thus not a source, because if it's a source, then there could be other sources. But it's the source. It is the source of joy. So when we talk, and, and for these weeks that it passed, what, what we're, what's happening here is not about the end of something. It is about the beginning of something. And it is establishing what's going on, what's happening, and where we're going. Revival is tapping into a source. When you're in revival, what you're doing is you are in a, we are in, and you look at revivals of old, it was a place where people would come in and they would tap into something that they couldn't experience anywhere else. And it's a source that you can tap into in a corporate setting that you cannot really experience by yourself. A source. Come to the altar. Then I will go to the altar of God. What's at the altar of God? My exceeding joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you haven't left your prayer time with an aspect of joy, then maybe you need to stay there a little longer. Amen. Amen. Faith, there's two things that accompany faith. According to Romans chapter 13. Peace and joy. Peace and joy. You know, you've entered into a position of faith when you know that there is a joy that you cannot explain and a peace that you can't understand. Thank you. Go to Psalm 68. Psalm 68. Mm. Spring up, oh well. Mm. When we say spring up, oh well, what are we saying? I'm going to tap into the source. See, I need what's under the ground. It was a couple of years ago, Annette and I were meditating on some things, and we ended up preaching, and uh, um, we were doing a meeting together, and we didn't realize uh, what she, I didn't realize what she had, she didn't realize what I had, and we came together, and we were driving in the car, and and, and we're like, what's, what's on your heart? Because we were in a tag team. What's on your heart? And, and she, then she, no, no, what's on your heart? I said, I don't know. Does the Lord wants me to talk about wells. And she looked at me and goes, well, the Lord wants me to talk about wells. And, you know, we, we've heard about Isaac in the time of famine. And how the Philistines filled in their wells. But what we have to understand is in that whole thing is, the wells were rivers under the ground. They were quarries. They were aqueducts underneath the surface of the ground. 
So the thing is, the water was always there. It just took someone to dig the well. The water's always there. See, so the thing is, is we're, we're not waiting for water. The water's here. The source is here. It's already here. He's just saying, hey, just gather together and minister to me. And you're going to tap in to this source of supply. It's there. Just looking for someone. And the, and the thing is, is they didn't have to live in a drought on, in, in Genesis 26. It says they were in a drought. Everything was dying. Everything was, there was no, nothing growing. Said Isaac sowed in that time and he received a hundredfold in that time. I'm telling you, God provided a harvest for Isaac and there was no natural water. But from the natural standpoint, the people didn't need to be in bondage. The people didn't need to be in a drought because there was plenty of water underneath the surface. I want you to know there's plenty of water to carry to your destiny. There's plenty of water. There's plenty of water. Just tap into the source. And I'm telling you, it is a source of joy. Hallelujah. Psalm 68. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Psalm 68, 24. It says, they have seen your procession, O God. The, pro, the procession of my God and my king into the sanctuary. What does that look like? What is it going to look like when God comes into the sanctuary? Man, what kind of parade is that? I mean, I mean, this, this is the Bible. They have seen your procession, O God, the procession of my God and my king into the sanctuary. The singers went before, the players on instruments followed after. Among them were the maidens playing timbrels. Bless God in the congregation. <laughs> so they're coming into this procession, and what is he saying? Hey, you just bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that's within me and forget none of his benefits who heals me of all my diseases and forgives me of all my iniquities and crowns me with love and kindness. Hallelujah. And my youth is renewed. So, so here he says, bless God in the congregation, the Lord. And it has a comma, the Lord. So we can read it this way. Bless God in the congregation, comma, the source. From the fountain of Israel. Now this phrase, fountain of Israel, the word fountain here is source of life. The New Living Translation translates this in a really good way. If you look it up in the, in the, in the Hebrew, and this word fountain is, is the source of life. Because water represents life. So in this procession, in this place where you have the players playing instruments and the singers singing songs and they're blessing the Lord, they're the source, the fountain of Israel, the source of life. Hallelujah. Go to Isaiah 45. 
in revival is tapping into the source of joy, tapping into the source of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. So revival is tapping into a source of joy. And revival is tapping into a source of life. Thank you, Father. 22, I think it is. Verse 22 says, Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no other source. For I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That to me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say. So the person that's taking the oath, what's the oath? He shall say, surely. Better translation for the word surely is only in. Only in the Lord, the Lord, the source, only in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. Only in the Lord, the Lord, only in the source of my righteousness and my strength. Now, there's a number of things that we could talk about tapping into, but we, these were the three things the Lord put in my heart about revival is about tapping into a source of joy, a source of life. And what is something that should continually mark revivals? What happens when someone's born again? They become righteous. So revival is about tapping into the source that makes wrong things right. That makes unrighteous people righteous. That makes weak people strong. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Worship team, you can come back up. I'm going to close with one more scripture. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Where do you want me to go, Father? Mm. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Mm. You're faithful. Mm, There it is. Thank you, Lord. Mm, The source. Uh, Just lift your hands to heaven and say, Father, I thank you that you're my source. Mm. Say this, I tap into the source of joy. 
I tap into the source of life. And I tap into the source of righteousness and strength. Hallelujah. Colossians 2. Thank you, Father. 8 says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men. And don't let anyone cheat you out of. There's times that the, that the enemy cheated me out of things that were rightfully mine. I'm telling you, there's... Religion can... From an, the negative aspect of religion can, can keep you from receiving greater or more. And try to put a cap on you. And try to limit you from going higher or going farther. So he says, don't let anyone cheat you out of. I I don't want anyone to cheat me out of what heaven offers. I don't want the the enemy to cheat us out of, of the joy of the Lord. I don't want the enemy to cheat us out of the life of God, the, the righteousness and strength that we have the ability to tap into when we're in his presence. Beware, it's a warning, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and what is this, and not according to Christ. Or you could say it this way, and not according to the anointing. Because it didn't say Jesus Christ. It said, it said according to Christ. Christ wasn't Jesus' last name. What's going to cheat me from the anointing? What's going to keep the anointing from me intersecting my life with the anointing, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God? Hallelujah. Verse 9, it says, For in Him, for in Christ, dwells all, dwells all, dwells all, dwells all, 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 all is all, dwells all, dwells all, Carol, dwells all the fullness, dwells all the fullness, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Think about that. All the fullness, the fullness. Whoa. Mm. If, If all the fullness dwells in him, why will we settle for lack? Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So what is Paul saying here? Don't let anyone, don't let anyone cheat you out of fullness. I'm telling you, your pastor, your pastors, your leadership team are, 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 want you to experience all that he is. I want you to experience, I I want to experience all that he is. I know I've only tasted just a little bit of, of who he is. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. 
well. In him, in him, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him. All of God, all of the Son, all of the Holy Spirit dwells in him. All of it, all of it. Mm. Thank you, Father. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But don't stop reading. We can celebrate. We can celebrate the, that, that, that who he is in the fullness. But then he says, and. So he's not done writing here. And you and you and you and you. Yes, yeah, say me and me. And you, me, are complete. 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 If if something is complete, then it's not lacking anything. Hallelujah. So so get a picture of that. I mean, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in him. And we're like, yes, it does. It dwells in Jesus. He's amazing. He's wonderful. But then he says, and you are complete in him. So if all the Godhead bodily dwells in him, then that means all of the, all the Godhead dwells in me and you. Hallelujah. It, it dwells in me and you, all of it. I'm complete in him. So when we tap in to him and we tap in, revival is about tapping into the source of his completeness. His completeness. Hallelujah. So that means if there's anything you have need of right now, it's here. It's here right now. John, John says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. 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 Revival is about tapping into the source of grace. Hallelujah. It's his ability, his ability on your life to help you do what you can't do in your own self and your own strength. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I need the grace of God. How about you? I need the, the, uh, the, the, the grace of God on, on my life. You need the grace of God. You need the grace of God on you to be the, the parent you need to be the grace of God on you in your workplace, the grace of God on you. Hallelujah. Just as much as there's an anointing to minister, there's an anointing to live. There's an anointing. There's an anointing to lead. There's an anointing to conduct your business. There's an anointing and a grace. Hallelujah. Tap into the the grace. Hallelujah. We're complete in him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Isaiah said there were broad rivers and streams. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Ah, de so te rosto cor rebai.
Nikki, did you want to share what, what you shared back there? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Pastor was telling us a little bit about what he was going to speak on tonight when we were back in the prayer room. And um, while I was just sitting there and he started talking, I just heard one word in my spirit, and that word was tributary. And I mean, I kind of remembered that from grade school, you know, like, what is tributary? You know, so I Googled it. And... Um, Tributaries are those little rivers that flow into the bigger rivers. And like, for example, the Mississippi River has 250 tributaries that bring water to it. But the water, you know, sometimes you think, well, the big, the big things have to water the little things, you know. But all those little rivers flow to make one mighty river. And the water... That, that comes to the little rivers doesn't come from the big river. It comes from heaven. It's the rain. And sometimes it's stored underground like Pastor was saying. The rain goes down and goes into those underground rivers. And then it comes up in, in through the ground. And anyway, it's the rain from heaven flows into those r- smaller rivers. You smaller rivers. <laughs> you 250. And then it's one mighty river. That's where we're headed. Woo, it's going to be good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Do you have anything? Pastor Phil, you good? Hallelujah. Joseph, do you have anything? You good? Hallelujah. Pastor Annette, do you have anything? Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Just lift your hands to heaven. So, Father, I pray. Tonight, the days ahead, the weeks ahead, I I pray total saturation. Saturate this house with heaven's rain. And that we will be the source. Yeah, yeah, I will. Let Let me close with this thought. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just stay standing. Actually, go ahead and be seated. Because every aspect of revival is not something that we just hold to and say, hey, didn't we feel God's presence tonight? It's about change. It's about becoming bigger on the inside. It's about hearing his voice. It's about growing. It's about you being able to see visions for his destiny and his purpose for your life. Thank you, Father. I think it's Isaiah 65. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just need to find Isaiah. (laughs) Somewhere here. Isaiah 65. Mm. 17. He says, For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth. And the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. 
For behold, I create Jerusalem. Now listen to this. Listen to this. I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. So when we're in revival, we tap into a source of joy. The whole purpose is what God sees here is that his people would be a source of joy. My prayer is that you would be a source of joy, that you would be a source of life, and that you will be a source of righteousness and strength for others. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Lord, fill up to overflow. Hallelujah. Look to your neighbor and say, I am a source of joy. Look at the other side and say, you can count on me. I'll be your source of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.